Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a near church audio experience hosted by me, Tyler. And today we are back for episode 12 of the Game Plan Podcast. Happy all of you are here, and thank you for tuning in week in and week out as I try to manage my time with this podcast and try to get guests on as we can. We only have uh, we only had one guest on so far, Justin Freed, if you want to go check that episode out. Uh, I'm going to try to get more for you guys. Um, but today, since we don't have one, we're going to do our uh, every week mailbag, which I answer four or five of your questions as they come in on my Instagram at New York Shots Game Plan. If you want to ask questions over there, I usually post a I usually post uh, requesting questions every Tuesday, so you can go check it out over there at Near Shots Game Plan on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we can get right into our questions here. Number one is from at Ricky two at Ricky two three seven seven. Any defensive ends the Jets may be interested in in free agency? The question actually had free agency and the draft, but I'm just going to stick to free agency here because draft season isn't quite upon us. So in free agency, I have a couple names written down. Unique Ngakwe from Baltimore. I think the Jets had interest um, back when he got traded to Baltimore last year, and I think they'll have interest again in the free agent market. Who knows how much he's going to go for on the market? Who knows what his market value is this time? With COVID and all the salary cap issues, I think free agency is going to be a bit more dialed down with the contracts given out this year. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot more surprising cuts to come. So you never know if any more defensive ends might um, loosen up from other teams. But as of right now, Yannick Ngakwe is here on the list and we'll see how he fits free agency and his market value moving forward. Next name I have written down here, Solomon Thomas um, from San Francisco. Obviously worked with Robert Sala there in San Francisco, now the Jets head coach. I could very much see um, Robert Sala having serious interest in Solomon Thomas. Um, he underperformed a bit as the former number two overall pick. Um, a guy who, <clears throat> by all standards, should have risen up to that standard of being a number two, number two overall pick, but he just didn't. He's hitting the free agent market, not expected to get re-signed by San Francisco, so we'll see how that turns out. His market can't be anything crazy. Um, and then underrated name here, Romeo Aquara from Detroit. Um, I believe he had 10 sacks last year as a 4-3 defensive end. I think that's a name that the Jets should surely think about um, bringing in from Detroit. Aquara, really underrated name out there, and a guy who's going to get a lot of attention come free agency. And I think he's going to be signing a deal... Upwards of what Unique Ngakwe could see in free agency as well. Um, so great question there from Ricky. Next question here is from at Giuliano Monaco. Uh, question here is Darnold, Wilson, or Watson? So very straightforward question here. Um, no really, nothing comes along with this question. Just three names written down here. So I'll give an answer on this as how I interpreted the question. Um, Watson is number one. Number one option now. Who knows if the Texans are going to trade him? Who knows if the Jets are even interested? Word is they are, but no one really knows for sure. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. But Watson is my number one option. Giving up all that draft capital for a quarterback of his stature is perfectly fine in my mind. Uh, we'll see how that situation plays out. Fallback option here is Zach Wilson. Not really a fallback, just a um, just a secondary option if Watson is off the board. Um and he will get picked at number two overall, Zach Wilson, if the Jets do tend to go in that route. Um, they'll have 
all, all their choices lined up for them. They'll have Zach Wilson. They'll have Justin Fields. Um, they'll have a bunch of guys, Mac Jones, if they want to trade back. They'll have wide receivers, offensive linemen, with a question coming later on regarding that. And then Darnold, um, I just think he's going to be traded. I didn't even um, imply his name here. I think he's a third option at this point. I think it's Watson. Draft the quarterback um, and trade Darnold. I don't think and keep Darnold. I guess for a third option. I just don't see. I don't see it happening. I don't see the Jets picking up the option. I don't see Sam being on this team for another year. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. But Watson, fallback Wilson. Next question here is from Adams. Um, Adamus. Do you agree landing Watson is the single most important move ever for the Jets franchise? Um, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say it's the most single, most important move. Um, I think it's important, and I think if they could pull it off, it would be one of the most impressive moves in franchise history. I think that's a good word to use, impressive there, because it's not so important that the Jets have many options other than Watson. They can draft a quarterback. If so be it, you can keep Sam. Watson is that top dog. Um, but there are other options for the Jets moving forward that I think they may take advantage of if they can't um, get Watson out of uh, get Watson out of Houston's grip. So we'll see how that turns out. But um, I wouldn't go as far to say it's the single most important move in Jets franchise history. I think it would be the single most impressive move. Um, and if anyone has any more impressive moves that you want to uh, send me. Hop my DMs at New York Jets Gameplay and uh, let me know because I'm interested to see your guys' opinion on this question as well. Because this is actually a really good question, and I think a lot of people have the same opinion as you may, Adam. I think it may be the most important move ever for the Jets franchise in many people's minds. I'm just looking a bit more in the macro and saying if the Jets can pull it off, it'll be the most impressive. Um, next question here is from at Jimmy Barrett. If the Jets stick with Darnold, who do they pick at number two overall? So I may have answered this question before. I'm not 100% sure. But an answer here, a quick answer here, you got to look offensive line. The Jets have offensive line issues, specifically at guard. There's not really a guard that early in the draft unless you trade down. That's really being um, talked about as much. Of course, Penny Sewell, the tackle from Oregon, right tackle. Actually, he's a left tackle, which I don't think would mesh well with Becton. Um, I don't think the Jets would move Becton the right tackle, and I don't think Petty Sewell would want to move. I don't think either player would want to move the left uh, right tackle, and I don't think Petty Sewell would get moved to right tackle anyway. So I think um, I think he's kind of off the board in my mind. I don't think Douglas is willing to pick him and move him to a position that he's not. He may not be comfortable at, or he may not excel the greatest at. Uh, but we'll see. You never know. Um, so, look offensive line at number two overall. If they stick with Darnold, get him some help at wide receiver. Um, some names to think of, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, the two guys up front there. Uh, you also have Jalen Waddell if you trade down a bit. Um, and then you get into the later rounds, uh, Kadarius Toney, Rashad Bateman, players of that nature. So, we'll see how that turns out. But wide receiver is a huge need. Offensive line is a pretty big need going into this offseason. And hopefully, both could be addressed in the draft, um, but let's say they pick a quarterback at number two overall. This position, these positions, likely won't be uh, covered until maybe their second first round pick or early in the second and third rounds. 
Um, but offense is priority in this draft in my mind. They're going to go defense as well, but offense is a real priority to get Michael Floor's system correct and the players he wants to run their system and to represent this organization moving forward. So those were our questions. Um, I appreciate everyone inputting this week, inputting your questions this week. We'll have it back next week with questions. Um, just wanted to touch on a few topics here. Marcus May's agent um, sounded off on Twitter yesterday night. Um, not very happy that Marcus May is slated to be slapped with the franchise tag. What agent is? What agent is happy with their player not receiving a long-term deal after receiving a couple all-pro votes, um, having picks year after year, impacting on the defensive end of this football this is just not the year for these kind of players to get extensions. And the reason why is the franchise tag is lower than usual. Uh, the safety franchise tag this year is, I believe, might come out to $11.2 million, which is going to be significantly lower than the franchise tag for safeties in years before, mainly because of COVID and mainly because the franchise, uh, the cap space for many teams is lowered. Um But we'll see how that turns out. I think, I think Marcus May is going to get the franchise tag this year. He's already going to be 28. Um, he's going to be 28 heading into his only fourth NFL season. Um, it, it, it's it's just, it's really, I'm sorry, I think he's heading into his fifth NFL season, but it's just really tough for a player that is um, a bit older heading into his fifth NFL season. Um, and he's really not going to get that opportunity to get extended with his first um, football team, I believe. But we'll see how that turns out. Um, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, head coach Robert Sala, had their press conference today. This usually happens at the scouting combine this year. No scouting combine, so they had it um, over to at the facility at One Jets Drive. And really same old, same old from that presser. Um, you're not going to get much new, many new information from a, a, um, a scouting combine press conference two weeks before free agency begins. It's just not going to happen. So, um, main takeaways was just, you know, Douglas reiterated that he'll take phone calls on, on Darnold, how he really already knew that. Um, although it is a bit different from last year, October 19th, him saying the only untradeable player on this roster, Sam Darnold, you can't really say that now, obviously, because there have been so many rumors and, uh, confirmed reports that the Jets are indeed answering phone calls on Darnold. So Joe Douglas just wanted to reiterate that. Um, another point that I took out of this press conference, CJ Mosley is back. Um, he talked to head coach Robert Sala, um, and they will, they have reconvened and Mosley is back with the team. I believe officially he went to the facility a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm really happy that Mosley is back. Um, he's going to make a big impact on this defense if he's a hundred percent or not. Um, even if we get 75% Mosley, it's still going to be better than a hundred percent of the linebackers we had in years uh, years prior to Moses' absence, so I'm happy he's back, and I'm happy you guys tuned in for this episode. I will see you next week. Um, have a good one.